Welcome to Imperfection in Training. I'm Priyanka. I'm Maddie. And we're just two 20-somethings somewhere out in the world asking, what is art? What is life? What is the, the universe? universe? Hey everyone, and welcome to our final episode of season one of Imperfection in Training. I can't believe Woo! that we've gotten to the end of an entire season. This is so wild. It's been such a journey, such a learning experience. We're going to be doing a more like concrete, like wrapping up of things at the end. So stay tuned until then. But we just want to say thank you so much for being along this journey with us. It's been, it's been cool. Today we're going to be doing a part two of the personality tests. Seeing as that was kind of our first like proper episode of this season, we thought it would be a nice way to kind of like come full circle and do like a wrapping up of that. So today we are going to be talking about the Myers-Briggs personality test and then also a little bit about astrology, which I know is not a personality test, but I feel like it's like kind of similar in that it's like giving you insight into like how you act and things like that. So yeah, Franka, do you want to start us off with that? Yeah. So if this hasn't come up before, which I'd be a little surprised by, I'm a massive astrology nerd. Um, totally my jam and I was really excited for today's episode because I get to nerd out with all of you um so <laughs> essentially I actually have two pages of talking points here because I want to make sure that I get everything as much as possible and we're gonna try and cram it into about 12 minutes so wish us luck <laughs> <laughs> all right so first off when we start talking about astrology one of the things that I want to establish and be very clear about is that we're talking about mainstream western astrology um, not including a lot of the astrological systems and perspectives of a lot of other cultures. Like I know China has the rat, the year of the rat, the year of the pig, the dragon, etc., 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 so on and so forth. I know India has its own system. It's actually similar to Western astrology, but not the same. Um, but all these places have different systems of like doing this. I know there's like Celtic versions. We are focusing on the basic mainstream Western astrology that is super popular in mainstream culture right now. Um, that's the one that we know the most about and one of the things that I really want to make clear is that for me I consider the rest of them as valid um, and in some ways some of them are so much more ancient than this one and they're just as valid just as important just as relevant I just don't know enough so having established that context let me geek out I'm so excited I'm excited for you <laughs> Um, so one of my favorite, one of the favorite things um, or conversation starters I have for talking about astrology is that there's so much more to it than just the standard, what's your sun sign question? Um, because the fact is that one of the reasons that so many people can't relate to it is because they don't relate to their sun sign. Just to clarify, because I didn't know what sun sign meant. Sun sign is basically like if someone asks you what your sign, like that's what they mean. Yeah, there's the, your, your standard zodiac sign. So like the one based on the month and date you were born in. Well, all of it's based on the month and date you were born in, but the main one that you talk about, like, yeah. Thank you, Maddie. And I didn't, this is what, this is why it's helpful to have two people with different levels of <laughs> expertise about things because I don't always realize when I'm not giving someone enough context. Um, honestly, it's a slight tangent, but there have been times where I've been talking to Maddie about something and I've said two sentences in my head and assumed that they heard it because clearly they can read my mind and then just continue it on and Maddie's had to stop me and say, no, no, explain to me how this is connected because I don't get it. Anyway, moving swiftly back 
and onward. So yeah, there's a lot more to astrology than just what's your sun sign and your sun sign defines everything about you. That's not how it works. Um, there are many other aspects of the astrological system that characterize um, like a person and it's actually fairly complex and actually quite mathematical. Um, and that's going to take a minute to explain because there's a lot to it and I honestly am still learning. Today we're going to stick to what I know best and the, the following three main aspects of someone's astro astrological, astrological, astrological makeup, um, which in a lot of ways gives you enough information if you're someone who just wants to know a little bit um, and kind of use that to guide your astrological adventures. That is, the three main things you want to talk know, need to know about yourself are your sun sign, your moon sign, and your ascendant or rising sign, right? So your sun sign is what Maddie said. It's the sign that is most commonly known. I was born on April 3rd. I'm an Aries. Maddie is a Taurus. These are our sun signs. Pretty straightforward. Um, the sun sign is your planet of, like it's your quote unquote planet. The sun rules your sense of self, your personality, your ego, your spirit. What is it that makes you as an individual unique? It is your identity and how you perceive, theoretically it's how you perceive yourself to the world. I don't really know. I don't have a response to people who say they don't relate to their sun sign because it's not them. That may be super fair. I just, I don't, that's not my case and that's not a lot of pe most people that I know's case. So I really, I don't have a response, unfortunately. I don't have enough information. Um, however, the reason you might not relate to that is because you might relate more to your moon or ascendant signs. So your moon sign, the moon is what controls your emotions. Um, if your sun, I found this site that had a really dramatic way of saying it, so I'm going to go with it. It said, whereas the sun gives us our spirit, it is the moon that gives us our soul. Oh, that's so deep and cheesy. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> right? I looked at it and I was like, this was made for me to find it um, and made for this episode. But yeah, but the truth is that it's super interesting because a lot of the metaphors that we have for our internal world have often come from metaphors about the ocean and the sea. Um, and that's interesting because the moon has such an impact on said ocean and sea. So um, the moon is what rules our, is the moon, your moon sign is what rules your emotions. Um, and your ascendant or rising sign is basically, it impacts how you present to the world. It plays a major role in shaping and defining your attitude, your first, people's first impressions about you, your appearance, your demeanor, basically your outward presentation. So sun sign, inward, moon, your emotions, so self, not versus emotions, self and emotions, and then ascendant is how those things are projected outward, right? That's the general direction in how we understand this. So in terms of us, um, my moon sign, my sun sign is Aries, my moon sign is Libra, and my ascendant is Gemini. My sun sign is Taurus, my moon sign is Taurus, and I don't know my ascendant sign. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so for the ascendant sign, and we'll get a little bit more into this later, you need to know your time of birth for a specific reason. And so we didn't have access to that before we filmed this episode. Well, not filmed, but recorded. And so, yeah. Yeah, um, but it's amusing because if I look at my like entire chart, there's just a lot of Taurus going on. Like a lot, a lot of Taurus going on, <laughs> um, which is amusing. I also like, just to put this out there, I feel like Priyank and I have a very different attitude towards astrology where I'm like, this is fun. Like for me, I'm like, this is fun, but I ultimately don't really believe in it, but I enjoy it. So I just sort of put it out there. Even if you are 
a cynic like me, you can still, like, get something from this, regardless of whether or not you, like, believe in whatever is behind it. Like, it can always be useful as a tool for, like, introspection and, like, understanding yourself more. And if it is something that resonates with you in any part, like, just, like, take that as it is, you know? Going off of that, the fact is, are um, the each of the planets also have a large effect on us and also impact us astrologically. Um, so, and they all have specific impacts on us. So for example, Mercury rules how we communicate and communication, Venus rules love and money, Mars rules passion, Saturn rules karma, although I take issue with the use of karma because no one understands what karma is, but that is also a rant for a different episode and it's not for right now because I have about eight minutes left on this. And anyway, so per Western astrology, they're the basic 12 signs that most of us know about. Aries, Taurus, Gemini, Cancer, Leo, etc., etc. I'm not going to name all of them. Uh, but the, the interesting thing about them is each of these signs have different person, like affect and create, not create, but influence different personalities. And they also have ruling planets that they're most affected by. Um, and they also have ruling elements. So they have like, for example, so basically each of the signs fall into either fire, water, air, or earth. So Aries is a fire sign and Taurus is an earth sign, just sticking to our sun signs and not going to the rest of it. Um, now, the reason all of these various aspects are important is for the following reason, right? Astrology, like, so I started off this by saying astrology is not just about your sun sign. Why did I say that? Because when you're born, they're all of the planets in the system have and occupy specific positions in the sky and because of the positions and the way in which they play off of each other they have impacts on you and they, those energies impact you again i know i'm saying this in a very final way i know maddie does not necessarily come at this from the same approach but just to explain my approach the reason for the, that i believe this for myself is that i think that i i know the way in which i perceive the world and, and the, how i think about it through energies and impacts of energies and I know how I feel like different people's energies impact you. And if human beings can have energies, there's no way in hell celestial bodies cannot have energies. And I also, and this is in no way meant to offend anybody slash also Maddie, like Maddie knows this because, and this and is not offended by this. So hopefully I will phrase this in a way that is polite. But I also feel like it's a little arrogant to assume that you exist in the universe with other beings and you're completely unaffected by them. So that's kind of where I come from with it. Um, you can choose to disagree and think it's arrogant to assume you are affected by them. I know people who do, so fair enough, right? I mean, we all come from different places, but that's kind of where I come from with it. And that's why the positions of different things are important because each of the positions of the planets at the moment of your birth and the time you're born impact the ways in which those energies interact with you um, for the rest of your life, I suppose. Um, but that's so, so going down that, like going a little bit more into that, that's what someone's birth chart is. If you've ever heard of that term, that's what it is. It is a map of what the stars look like, depending on your time of birth, the place of birth, and the day you were born, and thereby determining the effect they have in your life. If you're interested in finding your birth chart, which is where you can find out what Maddie was talking about, of how most of their birth chart is very Taurus, and they have so much Taurus in them, you can do, we, you can do that at the link we've attached in our show notes. Um, it's a site that I found a few, actually almost 10 years ago now, and it's, it's a site that I enjoy. I mean, and the truth is Wait, that, what, what is the site? Um, Cafe Astrology. Okay. Thank you, 
called Cafe Astrology. The link's in our show notes. <laughs> Oops, I get, I, get, I get a bit over myself when I'm excited. <laughs> my apologies. Ahead of myself, not over myself, ahead of myself. Um, the other thing to remember is that a lot of people don't like astrology because they think it's about, all about predicting the future and determining what your life is going to be. Um, despite my views on fate and destiny and all of that, well, again, I hate those words because of the, the connotations they have. I don't necessarily believe in them the way that they're often understood. However, I have not found astrology useful for believing in the, like for predicting the future. I found it much more useful for understanding and making the most of the present because the planets are constantly moving right now and each moment that they move and the energy that they create by being in conjunction with each other or being in a trine with each other, which I'm not getting into because I honestly don't know enough about to explain it well enough that I will not confuse you. But if you're interested in looking it up, we also have another link from a site called Fact Myth that talks about the basics. And then as you learn more, you can go find other places to look up more information on. But essentially, the planets continue to move and continue to have effects on us. And that effect is you understand the effect they have on you right now by reference point of your sign, your moon sign, your ascendant, etc., etc., so on and so forth, which is kind of how I understand all of it and how it fits into my life. I think it just to me, I use it as a tool to help me make the most of excuse me, my present. I'm not a big fan of this whole thing of, oh, Saturn moved into so-and-so. So I know I was a bitch to you yesterday. My apologies for my language, but it's because of Saturn, not because of me. I'm not a fan of that. I think that totally undermines the whole point of astrology and also undermines your brain, the fun thing that exists between your ears. So that's kind of not how I view it. Should we talk a little bit more about like how this impacts us versus just like yeah, I was that was that was my next talking point. <laughs> I was just coming to that. Uh, um, and the thing is, the the birth chart has different planets at different times of your birth and how that influences um, that part of your life. So like Maddie was saying, they have a lot of Taurus in them, but specifically, for example, they have their Mercury in Taurus. Um, and one of my examples is that I have my Venus in Taurus. So what that means for me is that I'm hella stubborn when it comes to romantic things. And um, I also like to think of it as principle, depending on which approach you're coming from. I think also like, um, like Taurus is a super known for being very like sensual. And I feel like that totally ties into like how important like touch is for you and like how much you like communicate through that, especially when it comes to love. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think, which is also interesting because in our first personality test episode, we established that touch is my first love language um, and is one of my primary communication languages in general. So um, it's really interesting that my Venus is in Taurus, given that facet of that myself that has always been true. Like I actually found out that my Venus was in Taurus like last year or two years ago. So it's not that it was a self-fulfilling prophecy in okay. any way. Um, so that's super interesting. So that's one of the ways in which that is that impacts me and that's the thing about the signs being um planets being certain signs is that the the effect that the effect of that part of your life is influenced by said signs personality traits right so like Taurus being known for being stubborn or sensual affects the way in which i approach my romantic life yeah and so then um something that i was briefly looking at my birth chart before this episode because i really don't know very much about this and i'm not like super super into it i mostly like find it amusing that as i've like grown older and like developed a deeper understanding of myself i like see more of these things like popping up in my life and so something i thought was interesting was um i think my venus 
sign is Gemini. And I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little bit of theorizing and then you can give me your like more expert <laughs> interpretation. <laughs> but I really don't know very much about Gemini, but I know that like one of the like stereotypes about it is that like two-faced thing and I would imagine seeing as that's quite like a negative stereotype I would imagine that it's more like a around like containing like multiplicities like having multiple different ways of approaching things and I think that's so interesting when it comes to like how I approach romantic things because I feel like I can be very like varied in terms of like sometimes I'll be super about like all the commitment and let's talk about how we're gonna get married and move in together and all of those things and then sometimes I'll be like oh my god, what? No, let's, what? Let's just, what are we even doing? What is this? <laughs> and But I feel like also I'll like oscillate very quickly in terms of like how I feel romantically towards people. I like, I'm kind of like constantly second guessing myself and being like, what if I'm actually secretly completely incompatible with this person? Because there'll be like one thing in my romantic relationship that I'll like latch onto and be like, this defines everything. What do you mean? We both don't like the concept of spending time in nature to recharge. How dare we be different in this one tiny <laughs> respect? Everything is ending. <laughs> and then 10 minutes later, I'll be like, oh my God, we're so compatible and in love. <laughs> so I feel like that. <laughs> could be an explanation yeah no no for sure and you know honestly I relate to that I think I sort of view the two-facedness of Gemini because I'm a Gemini ascendant like I said like similarly to you where it's just holding multiple potentially contradictory opinions in the same space um for example like in our earlier ex episode um we were talking about death and we were talking about how I find a lot of meaning in it and you said death has whatever meaning you create and then you said you think it just is there's no there's not anything to it. And my response was, yeah, I agree with that too. I see both of those things as not mutually exclusive. So the ability to do that, I think is not ability, but the character characteristic of doing that, I think is quite, um, is quite a Gemini trait because, uh, because that's just it. Like even for me with people, like I'll be talking about something that irritates me about someone and in the same, but in the same breath, we'll be like, but they're like literally my favorite person ever. I love them so much or whatever. And it, to someone who doesn't know me or understand where I'm coming from, it completely sounds like I'm being two-faced where I'm maybe bitching about them and also talking about how much I love them. But really to me, it's that I can hold both of those things in the same space and it's not a contradiction. Um, and I don't find the need to be one way or the other to justify any of the things I said. All of those things can be true at exactly the same time. So I totally, I totally see your interpretation of being of your Gemini in Venus. Um, yeah. Also, other fun fact is that um, I also have a lot of Aries in my chart, just like Maddie does um, their Taurus. So we're both very, very much our sun signs define a lot of us. Um, and I used to think that was actually a standard thing until I saw a few people's birth charts and that's not actually necessarily gonna be true. Um, so that's pretty cool. Fun, um, other fun fact about Aries that just makes me very happy is that, well not very happy, but just it relates, I relate a lot to that energy of Aries is that Aries is the first sign of the zodiac. Um, so. Theoretically, the zodiac year begins with Aries, but that beginning energy characterizes a lot of how I do things. Um, I have a lot, a lot, a lot of beginning energy in me and not a lot of wrapping up energy in me. Like I'll come to like, I'll come, literally my dad, <laughs> my lovely, lovely father gets on, it like, it doesn't irritate him, but he's just like, just take it past the finish line. You're literally right there. You're like 5% away. And I'm like, 
yeah, but I could just start this new thing. And that's a massive area stereotype too. We're really good at starting a lot of things and not finishing them. And I think that's probably has a lot to do with the fact that we're literally the first sign in the zodiac. Like we begin it. Like it makes a lot of sense that beginning energy is a part of us. I always find it amusing that I so okay, to give some context, I'm a Taurus. I'm born on the exact same day as my dad, so he's also a Taurus. My sister is also a Taurus. My mum is not a Taurus. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like this kind of explains a lot of our like family dynamic. <laughs> Not to like go too into detail to that because like you know it's personal, it's private. <laughs> but in like a kind of amusing way, I feel like it does like explain a lot because like Taurus is a stubborn. We know what we like. We're very um, <laughs> when we do make decisions, we're very decisive about them. And let's just say there's some um, clashes with people who make decisions in a different way and have different levels of decisiveness. <laughs> um, but I love the diplomacy there. You know, I'm, I'm all about that careful communication. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you really are. But That's I just, your Taurus and Mercury speaking. Wait, how, how is that a Taurus and Mercury, Mercury thing? Like, I don't quite, like, understand that connection, so I'd love if you could explain it a little oh, bit. Oh, it's just that Tauruses, as I understand it, I mean, you'll, I mean you're mean, you much more an expert on Taurus than I am. I really have it only in my Venus sign, but um, in terms of what it feels like to you. But Tauruses are very methodical, very careful, very cautious, right? So, like, you've always been quite careful with what words you pick and making sure you're conveying exactly what you want to convey. Yeah. Um, so that, yeah. that just reminds me a lot of Mercury yeah. and Taurus. No, that makes sense. That makes sense yeah oh that's super interesting i feel like most of the time i like if i'm thinking about you know being a tourist i'm like i'm just really like honestly i'm really stubborn and i like nice things and i feel like that kind of just like, <laughs> <laughs> sums me up. and i mean in like a kind of like shallow surface level way <laughs> but like as in for example like i'm very about like texture and material and things like that um like I don't think it's a surprise that I like knitting you know because it's very like textural and it's about and then it's also about the like physical comfort of like wearing this thing that you've like made with your hands you know it's very yeah um but I'm also I also think it's like interesting how the like methodicalness and stubbornness play into like decision making because like I think sometimes people think that stubbornness means like inflexibility and I think especially because the sign of a Taurus is the bull, like, I think it has, like, the connotation of inflexibility. But I, and I feel like that's true to some extent, but I feel like the way that that, like, turns out for me is I feel like the, I have the, like, methodicalness and I'll, like, not make a decision for a while and then I do and then that is my decision and I will stick to it. But I know that it's the right decision. And I feel like in every, like, major life decision that I've made, I always have this period of, like, really not knowing and like I'm really just like collecting all the information like going about things probably making a whole bunch of pro con lists and like writing all of my thoughts down because apparently I cannot actually process my thoughts in my head I have to like get them out first <laughs> but then once I have a decision like that is my decision and I will stick to it and like don't even try and stop me because I will just prove myself right <laughs> that is the most Maddie statement I've heard in a while and see, that's a really interesting thing because where Maddie, where astrology is a perspective or a filter or a lens through which Maddie kind of uses it to get insight into themselves. Um, I 
don't anymore use astrology like that. There were definitely times in which I did. But what it does do is actually it's given me a lot of closure about the ways I used to feel about myself or insecurities or whatever that I've had. Um, because for me, uh, I don't I genuinely don't remember what I said about how personality tests and how I feel about personality tests in our last episode, because at this point it was what three months ago. Um, and theoretically, how I feel about it could have changed in this time because I mean, whatever. But uh, but essentially, for me, for example, one of the things I used to feel, I used to I use it a lot to get closure about the ways in which I used to feel and insecurities I used to have and kind of just kind of get a bit of liberation and closure from that. So like I used to growing up, I used to feel like I was a living paradox. I still sometimes do like in the sense of the same thing with the contradictions thing. Like I feel like oftentimes people don't understand how I can be A and B at the same time. And I don't know how to explain it to them, but that is just how I am internally. Um, and the fun fact is that, and I realized this also very recently, um, my sun and moon are signs that oppose each other. So, so my sun and Aries, so Aries and Libra on the, on an astrological wheel, astrological wheel, I can't say that right, whatever, I can't say that the American way rather, um, astrological wheel oppose each other, they're opposite ends of the wheel and they're directly opposing each other. And my sun and moon, my sun's in Aries and my moon's in Libra, which is to say my sense of self and my understanding of my emotions directly oppose each other. And the first time I found that out, I think I texted Maddie and I texted a couple people and I was like, my life makes so much sense right now and how I felt about things makes so much sense right now. And it was perfect because I was like, I saw this, I saw that they opposed each other. I said, oh, this makes sense about how I've always felt like a paradox. And I was able to just shut it, like shut off that feeling of, or not shut off, but kind of draw to a close that feeling of, oh, I'm a paradox and I don't make sense and I'm just this and I'm just that and whatever and kind of tied up in a neat bow because it was done. Because whether it's true or not, some potential explanation exists for it and I can now move on with my life and not worry about it as a why am I like this because it's something that didn't often make me feel very good about myself needless yeah. to say. Yeah and I think it's kind of like I feel like we spoke about this a little bit in terms of like I feel like any of this these kind of like external frameworks whether that's astrology if it's a personality test whatever it kind of just like takes some of the judgment out of it you know it's kind of like oh well this is just this like this is just a thing it's not a good or a bad thing it's just a thing and it takes some of that like oh I'm bad for being like this out of it because it's like well this is just how I am like now I can move on and like do what I need to do with that information right and I think it's interesting because a lot of self-development I feel like talks about changing yourself or changing a behavior or changing something without necessarily seeing if you really have to change it or you should change your view about the fact that you behave in that way. And they're two very separate things, right? Because for example, someone could easily say, oh, if you felt like you were a paradox and you didn't like it about yourself, why didn't you just change it so that you were constant, you were consistent? Because I did try doing that. It made me, unbel- it was a massive drain on my energy to not be the way that I just am. It is very natural to be to hold multiple ways of like feeling at the same time. Um, and I actually feel better internally when I do that. And so I feel like another thing, just going off of what Maddie was saying, is that it gives you, it gives me and ostensibly gives a lot of people the freedom to just say, oh, this is how I am. This is what I'm working with. And then you have a, potentially I have a more productive approach to self-development because I can say, oh, okay, instead of changing my, my where this is originating from, I can change how it's affecting me and thereby actually maybe like at some point either fix the issue if there if there is an issue at all which a lot of times there isn't and just because society says it's a way there's a, x is the way to be doesn't mean x is the way to be for everybody um 
but it also just gives you a sense of, okay, this is kind of where I'm at. This is what I'm working with. This is what I'm going to move forward with. Cool. Done. Moving on. And it just gives you an ability to actually work with yourself more rather than fight yourself all the time. And that's a really cool thing. Um, that's a really good segue, I feel like, to move into the MBTI. However, we are already at 29 minutes. Oh, we yes. are? Oh, no. My apologies. I think that maybe what we should do, because we want to do kind of like an end of season wrap up. So maybe what we can do is postpone the Myers-Briggs personality test to a personality test part three and just keep this as an ongoing series because I hope that you all enjoyed that conversation about astrology as much as I did but I feel like especially because it's not really something that I know a lot about and it's not something that's a very big part of my life at all like it was really interesting to get a much more like detailed and nuanced um view of it so I hope that you found value from that conversation and are okay with the Myers-Briggs being postponed for a little bit but I think that that's the best way to go because otherwise I feel like we would just be like rushing through it and that wouldn't be so great either yeah definitely yeah um and yeah and we can always come back to if you if we um quick side note before we move on to like our end of season wrap-up if you ever want to hear more about our thoughts about love languages or the Enneagram or astrology or when we do our Myers-Briggs, if you want us to go more in detail, we can always do a follow-up episode. There's so much to talk about these things. 40 minutes is just not enough. God knows that Maddie and I have been talking about it for years and we're still not done. Exactly. So. Exactly. The beautiful thing about friendship is that apparently you never finish any conversation you start. <laughs> <laughs> it's such an Aries thing to do. Lol. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Anyway, I also thought it was funny. On. Um, but anyway, <laughs> let us start our little wrap up for the end of the season. Um, this has been such an amazing process. Um, just for a little bit of context, Priyanka and I have been saying that we wanted to do a podcast together for literally years. And we kept like going back and forth on like what we wanted the topic to be and everything that we chose kind of for me at least felt too like restrictive and too like oh well it's about this and it wouldn't really allow our like whole selves to come through and eventually like and it's so interesting because even over the course of just this one season like our understanding of what this podcast is about has changed so much like it started off being like oh well it's kind of like personal developmenty, but in like a more holistic way and about like understanding ourselves and being ourselves but now, like, we've come to the realization that it's really just about, like, us and, like, our friendship and the conversations that we have, which is really cool. Yeah, um, and I think uh, the other thing that really, that I think took us a bit of time to conclude and actually co- conclude on a topic, that is, um, come to a conclusion about a topic and actually start recording is that I know, at least for me, one thing um, I kept thinking of was, okay, what would people want to listen to? Um, as compared to what do we want to talk about and that played in I think that is what really kick-started that change in that approach is what kick-started our actually starting this podcast is we were talking one day I don't remember this was sometime in Feb I want to say or Jan or not even even before that we because we've always talked about how much we appreciate each the conversations we have and how much we appreciate how much we get to learn from it um and sometime in December, Jan, that Feb, that general time frame, I honestly can't remember. I know I was in New York um, and I know it was towards the beginning of New York, but we sat down and we were talking about, um, we were talking, we were having one of our conversations uh, and I remember saying, oh my God, this conversation is so amazing. 
someone I was talking to someone else about our conversation and they said we should write a book and Maddie suddenly stopped and looked at me and said oh my god this is what our podcast topic is this is what our podcast should be about um and that's kind of where that came from is our and I think for me um going off of what Maddie said about like changing our understanding of the podcast is all changing I think there's also been so much learning about ourselves through it because um at the beginning, a lot of the episodes we picked were conversations we'd had before and we needed to have um, sh- talking points and all of that, that we were a bit more structured with the way in which we approached it because we knew so little and we decided to just jump in the deep end and keep swimming and figure out how to make it work. Uh, because you can keep planning and planning, but really nothing beats practical experience, right? Um, and so at least, I, I mean, I'm speaking for myself, but I'm fairly certain, Maddie, you feel the same way, is uh, by having some of those conversations again, um, I think we started getting to a point where we were comfortable not necessarily needing talking points and having those same conversations that we'd had before um, and being able to have the new, a new part of that conversation. So I know even with the way in which I've understood um, how I think about things has changed because I had the chance to think about it from a different perspective, right? Um, and we don't want to get too much into, um, we don't want to, reveal too many details about what the season was like and what filming the podcast and season filming why do I keep saying filming recording this podcast this season was like um because we have a super super special episode um that we'll talk about that we're going to be releasing later um sometime October yeah I think like end of September early October we're kind of going to be doing like a like season one in review where we like really go into the like nitty-gritty of like what it was like to be doing the season like what was going on behind the scenes um what it was like to be working this is like two really close friends but to also be like starting a project together because that's really different from things we've done so yeah I mean definitely like keep following what we're doing on our Instagram to like keep up to date about when that's being released and stuff but you can expect it sometime like late September early October yeah absolutely um and and the really cool thing is that i think um i can honestly say um to have a cheesy moment that i feel really close to maddie having done this with them i feel like um it is always a bit difficult and a bit apprehensive i was a bit apprehensive going to this working with a friend because i know maddie and i will find a way to work with each other i know we have fantastic communication and we've worked to get to a place where we have fantastic communication um but it is still daunting, right? Because we're really close. We don't always know if the other will take something we say personally. Um, if I would take something Maddie said personally, if I would take even something as small as an edit, like editing out something I said, what if I get mad at it or whatever, right? You don't, you don't know how you're going to respond. To and things. especially because we'd like had conversations in the past about how like our working styles might not be super compatible and things like that. And then I feel like it was like just a really good thing that we did wait until when we did, because I think it allowed both of us to like, have a deeper understanding of how we work and also just like learn different just like learn different skills about how to like be a bit more like well-rounded yeah and I think I think one of the most important things is I think giving it the amount of time we've given it um because we started talking about this uh what literally sophomore year I think was when we had our first conversation about doing something like this together um and specifically doing a podcast together, not just like a random general project. Like we've wanted to do a podcast together for the longest time, but we wanted to make sure that we got the right topic. Um, but one of the things about waiting is that 
speaking for myself, Elise, I'm so much more secure in myself and in our friendship now, given all the various things it's been through. And so we've come to a point where I'm not worried about what will happen. I know that we'll have the space for each other and call each other out if needed, which doesn't really happen because we're both fairly responsible people um, and get things done. But it's just, it's been a really good experience because I think it's always good, I feel, to interact with someone in a different capacity than the one you know them the best in because it teaches you so much more about yourself as well because you have to reorient everything about the way you respond to someone because maybe you need a different set of responses to this person in this context um and so learning a friendship from a different perspective is always a really cool thing um would recommend although sometimes it can break friendships so (laughs) yeah have a good degree of self-awareness before you go into something um i think also like i kind of want to like go back to our episode on long distance relationships like long distance communication and be like start a podcast with your long distance bestie like you'll talk so much more (laughs) than you would do otherwise honestly oh my goodness you know what it's so funny because granted a lot of our conversations have been podcast related or doing something related but do you know that's i honestly feel like that's money i honestly feel like this completely enhanced our friendship because we've been talking about something we both care so deeply about exactly. and love so much not just something that the other loves that we love because we love them or because we're learning from them but because it is our joint baby our creation exactly exactly and it's been like this huge amount of like quality time that you know, like really having like depthy conversations about things that I don't know if we would have like got into otherwise. And also just simply, I mean, yeah, like every time we record, like we'll probably spend at least like 10, 15 minutes at the beginning, just like catching up with each other. And when we're doing that, like every couple weeks, like that really has an impact versus like, I remember even like sometimes over the summer when we like went in the same place, we wouldn't, we'd go like a whole month without like talking to each other at all. Um, And I feel like, this is just like super different from that. Um, and it's really cool. So yeah, basically start a podcast with your friends who live far away from you <laughs> and then you'll miss them less. <laughs> I think one of one really interesting thing in reflecting on it as a teaser for what's coming up next in the next episode, um, in our meta episode, as we like to call it, is um, there is something to be said for going into a situation where you are learning something with someone you trust and learn from and someone who can learn from you um, in where both of you have equal part investment in this project or in in what you're doing in the time you're spending and not just like in your friendship yeah sure you know you have equal investment in the relationship but well not always and i think it's important to be aware of what friendships do and don't do that not not that every friendship has to be that way but some definitely do and the ones that are not have to be considered but the fact is that being able to the the skills that i've picked up from being able to do this like for example one of the things i've been trying to do for literally my entire life is sustain a project and bring it to completion and do it every week or periodically every day for three months um and maddie and i achieved that with this and this is the first time i've ever been able to do that and i was so proud of myself where there was no external schedule or teacher or class or something getting me to do it maddie and i just wanted to do it and we did and that was really cool and so being able to do this with someone um who you learn from each other you learn from the situation you learn a lot of things it gives you and reinforces a lot of the skills that you have and brings new ones to the fore and because you have two people and when you have that complementary um 
relationship like we do, it really enhances, it changes the, the feeling of that opportunity. It gives you a really large range and opportunity for learning. Um, and I think that's really cool and is a really great place to wrap up our first season of Imperfection in Training. Yeah, and just as like one very last thing before we wrap up, I think that like going from everything that you've said and like my own thoughts and stuff, I feel like this podcast has really been, this is going to be so cheesy, so bear with me, but it really has been an exercise in like training to be better with being imperfect. And, like, I think that's what this is all about, like, showing that our, like, imperfections and struggles and difficulties are, like, what brings us together and how we can connect with each other. Um, Mm -hmm. And how, like, doing this podcast has been a way to, like, challenge, like, face that, like, perfectionism that we both have, like, head on um, Mm -hmm. and really, like, learn by doing and make mistakes along the way and not be able to hide those mistakes because we like have to show them to the other person who like you know I care a lot about your opinion um and like I don't Mm -hmm. want to make mistakes in front of you but like part of learning to be okay with making mistakes is being okay with like not hiding them and I feel Mm -hmm. I don't know I'm just like super grateful for our like friendship allowing us to do this thing okay that's it bye I'm done I'm done being cheesy and emotional See you next season. Um, such a first <laughs> moon. Lol, well, yep. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening. Thank you for, and not just to this episode, thank you for listening to us this whole season. If you have, if you came in midway, thank you for being interested enough to come in midway and stick with us through the end. We hope to see you next season. Um, that's it for now. Peace out, much love, and we'll see you in November. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Imperfection in Training. We'll check in again next week, same time, same place. Until next time.